0: Hi, my name is Dea. Um I was raped by my doctor and several members of his staff. So, yeah. Um this whole thing that happened to me was kind of um something that had happened to me before, but in like the most extreme sense possible. Like this was like this was like the sexual assault experience that just like broke me. Like I been through a lot of things before. And I think, well, we know that's why he chose myself and uh, one of at least one of the other victims that wanted to come forward. Um, So essentially, like, um, he sent this woman named Tracy uh, to act as a sort of therapist in, um, you know, at his practice. And you know <laughs> she was like very focused on my trauma history which i thought was you know like it's normal but she was like very um how should i say um it morbidly curious about like details that i'd never experienced with other therapists before and weirdly enough like the only reason that i saw her um was because um Ki, the guy who you know raped all of us um you know, basically asked me out of the blue, out of nowhere during a checkup, um, you know, whether or not I had ever been raped before. And I was like taken aback, you know, and I was like, well, yeah. I don't know why I even answered him honestly, but I just like, I don't know, like he just caught me off guard. So he was your doctor? He was my pain management doctor, yeah. Got the it. best pain management doctor I'd ever had.
1: Okay. And <laughs> Which, how long were you seeing him?
0: Um, About... I think like a year and a half at that point.
1: And how, it was, so it was a year and a half in that he asked you the rape question? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: It was, it was fairly close towards the time where I think he was like testing boundaries with me to see if I would be, you know, like a good enough, you know, mark for him.
1: Okay. And then he had this woman reach out to you. Yeah. For like, like therapy she, reasons. Right. Like okay. he was
0: like, oh, I'm expanding my practice, you know, to have these therapists who work, you know, there's like a mind body connection between, you know, sexual assault and, um, and pain and, you know, and which is true, you know, like that was something he knows that I'm, I'm really into like reading studies and things like that. So like, you know, he even offered, you know, to show me the studies or whatever. But I, like I said, I had already known about it. So it didn't like ring as many alarm bells as it normally would. I just thought like, it was like, I don't know, reading my body language or something mm-hmm. and able to tell that it might be something that I needed. I don't know. I I pretty much through any re- interaction that I had with him that was inappropriate, like my mind did kind of like somersaults to be like, no, no, because you know, he's someone who's there to help me, you know, like he's in a position of like authority. And I guess it was like, it was like too much to consider that, yeah. you know, yeah. Um so yeah, like basically like I I ended up seeing two of his quote unquote therapists um you know another woman um she, she went by Sonia Ulrich and um, she actually wasn't even a therapist. She was supposed to be um you know supervised by an actual therapist like she was still getting her hours in, I believe um, so she was in absolutely no position to be giving therapy and even less so to someone like me <laughs> who've had like a very like serious trauma history so. Um, I thought it was very strange and she had uh something that she called a uh, touch therapy where she would like stroke you to like make you like you know stroke your body gently like I don't know it was really weird and when she was telling me about it I was like I don't want that do not touch me don't please don't do that <laughs> under any circumstance yeah and um, she was like well it works really well with my other autistic patients and I'm like that's great that's great for them um I just don't do it mm-hmm. <laughs> so um that was some we'll put put a pin in that because that comes into play later. Okay. Um and so like a, yeah, so Tracy was extracting all of this information about me like she, you know, like was asking me about my childhood and things like that and you know, she would like grin in this like really weird way, but like, you know, <laughs> I'm neurodivergent, so it like took me retrospectively to realize what she, it was that she was doing. But it, I did notice that like, you know, she, it was an unusual reaction um, for somebody to have. And um, yeah, she would like, you know, she basically like, did something very strange that I, you know, that came into play later when we went to court and everything like that. But she waved aside um, some of my, like, early childhood sexual assault experiences. And, you know, even the pedophile boyfriend I had when I was 14, she hand waved that away as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, wait, no, I'm sorry. I was 12 at that time. So even younger. Um, he was my first boyfriend. And, you know, she was like, oh, that's, you know, you know, that's just like how it is. All, all young girls want to date somebody who's older to seem cool or whatever. And I'm like, OK, that <laughs> that doesn't make it normal or right or, or good. You know, right. it's yeah. a horrible thing to say. And, you know, when I was like a little, little, little kid, one of the um, neighbors like cousins or friends or whatever, an older kid, um he sexually assaulted me and when i told her about that she basically boys are boys are just going to be boys me
1: about it yeah. and i'm like <laughs> I- so do you think that this this pain management doctor he his name's dr lang dr lang key yeah, yes dr. okay so he you think that he hired these women to basically get inform- more information that is correct okay um they were also in a relationship with him in which they were doing this
0: in exchange for painkillers Um, That was how he pretty much got anybody in his practice to do what he wanted is, you know, um, finding people who liked taking painkillers recreationally, I guess. And, um, you know, basically got them to do his bidding Um, because while he was assaulting me, I can't speak for the other girls, but when he was assaulting me, um, he had Tracy Chester go out and like patrol uh, the parking lot and look for my mom Um, and you know, my mom thought it was really strange because she wasn't – it was a Saturday. She wasn't supposed to be working, and she was just going out and, like, scanning the parking lot, and I I don't think that she realized that, um, you know, my mom was using our other car that day, so she didn't even notice my mom was there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, it definitely was that. And and the other guy who was assaulting me, Isaiah uh, Isaiah Torres, um, as far as I know, he doesn't even have his medical license, and he was acting as a nurse, essentially, Um, which is terrifying. Uh, He's actually in nursing school, the the school of the Rockies or something like that right now. And he's living his best life. So um, he was another person who had actually been working with Lane Key for years before any of this happened. So this is, it's like really harrowing to think just how many people it was because like more people than anybody could count came forward. They just didn't want to be part of the legal proceedings, which I totally understand. It was a lot to deal with.
1: And how long was this doctor in practice for? Like total? Do you know?
0: I, on you know, I don't know, but I do know that um, one of the other girls, I mean, it was like, it was like a decade ago okay. that he did it. So yeah. I don't think that he had like a, a you know, resting period in okay. between any of that. Like mm-hmm. he was working at multiple hospitals, um, m- many of them with like elderly patients and stuff like that too, which is just like, Yeah. He has no, you know, (laughs) he has no hesitation about like who it is. It's pretty much like anybody who's vulnerable, you know, anybody he's attracted to or not attracted to or whatever, anyone he could get in that vulnerable position. Do you think it was
1: boys and girls or just No,
0: it was just women. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As far as we know. Okay. Um, but, you know, it didn't matter what kind of woman or girl, if they were a minor or not, like, he really did not care at all.
1: And how old were you at this time?
0: Oh, this was only three years ago. Okay, so it's recent. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but one of the other victims, like, she, I think she was, like, a minor at the time, and, um, she's still very young. She looks like a baby. So. Mm It was, um, you know, it just was it's just frightening because there are a lot of kids who need pain management and, you know, need to go under anesthesia and things like that. And, you know, they're even less likely to, like, understand what happened because after it happened, I actually reported it to Tracy and she told me, you know, that I had a trauma hallucination and I was like, the Like never heard of this before, never happened before, but now it's randomly happening to me. So I was like, whatever. Um, You know, I, you know, I initially thought that she was going to like help me report it legally, but it ended up, (laughs) it ended up going much, much differently uh, than that when I actually showed up. Um, And um, I ended up getting attacked by the doctor and Sonia that time for, I think, two hours, something like that. Um, and, um, yeah, I do, you, would you like me to explain that? Yes. That, yeah.
1: And also before you go into that, okay. What for the, what was your pain management? Like, what was that? So
0: I have scleroderma, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and fibromyalgia. I also have uh, torn bulging and ripped di- or uh, torn bulging and compressed discs in my, um, my lumbar as well as, um, you know, between like, you know, the spine between my shoulder blades, um, you know, there's um, rheumatoid arthritis and stuff that is a result of the autoimmune issues. So okay. there was a lot going on. Like, I really needed to see him yeah. and have a competent doctor who understood these issues. Right. And he was.
1: OK. Yeah. All right. So tell us what happened. So... Um, in the with the initial
0: assault, I was supposed to go in for what's called a radio frequency ablation. And radio frequency ablation is essentially where it's usually like a 30 minute procedure if it's one location. Um, and you go in um, for someone like me, you know, we're we're put like in a semi twilight state where I can still respond and things like that. But I'm not like freaking out about the pain because normally you don't need anything for it. But for special patients like myself, you have to like sit date me a little bit Mm -hmm. because of the the muscle muscle tension that happens involuntarily so um you basically you know you go in you get your anesthesia you know um they stick a needle in your back and and burn off um you know the nerves that are there um you know every six months or so until they grow back and it helps significantly with pain so I went in to get one of those as I had done many times uh before with him and um it was just already a really weird vibe when I pulled up and I have no idea how I knew this, but I just I just like told my mom, I was like, I, I need you to like come in with me like something. I don't know. I-, I need you to come in with me. And for some reason, like I just started crying and I, I don't know, something in me just like felt something was wrong and I'll never doubt that feeling again. Um, but yeah, and she was just she was just like, whatever. You've done this a million times before. You'll be fine. Blah, blah, blah. So I went in, and I first thing I noticed is that there are no other patients there, like no one. There are two people behind the counter: one female nurse and Isaiah. And um, he sends the female nurse away, which you know I didn't think anything of at the time. I was like, okay, she's going on a lunch or whatever. Um, And I didn't see Tracy, by the way, at this point, I didn't even know she was there. So Isaiah was there and he handed me the uh, tablet so that I could check in. And the way that he was looking at me was like, made me very uncomfortable, you know, but I just I checked in, I did my thing, I gave it back to him. And we're usually they like, you know, input the information and like finish checking in and stuff before I get back there. But he just like took me back instantly. And I was like, okay, which was unusual for this practice, um, which we'll find out why later. But um yeah so I go in and I sit down and Isaiah he's like acting like he's inputting a lot more information than he actually is because the whole time he's just staring at me like this and he's got this like this like kind of like weird like I don't know like animal kind of like grin that he's like trying to like maintain and he was just being so so strange and the way that he was moving around me when he took my blood pressure was like I, he was like prowling around me and I was like well, whatever I, I didn't think much of that because you know legally speaking that female nurse was supposed to be in the room with me when I was getting the ablation so to my knowledge she wasn't far away she would be right back you know like I You know, it just, it it had never happened before otherwise, right? So, and Dr. Key, you know, after my blood pressure cuff was off, he was just in, he was just in like that. And he already had an IV in his hand. Like, you know, he didn't even, you know, he didn't even wipe off my arm or anything. I was just sitting in the chair. He came up to me um, you know, started sticking, you know, grab my arm. He's like, we got to give you an IV. And I'm like, well, what's going on? Why do I need an IV this time? Why am I not just getting an intramuscular shot? And he was like, well, well, I, you know, it seemed like you were having a bad reaction last time. And, you know, for legal reasons, I just want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're going to be okay. And, you know, if we need to give you something to, to wake you up or whatever, you know, we can, I was like, Okay. Um, And at this point, like I I trusted him, you know, I, I had no reason not to. And, um, you know, I was unconscious basically before I even got up and hit the table. Like I have like a very like blurred memory of even getting up like he basically like stuck the IV in and then started pushing like he had everything just like ready and, um, the next thing I knew, I woke up and, you know, his, um, man bits were in my face and I was, you know, lying down on the table and my pants were pulled down and, you know, um, my, my anus was, was screaming in agony. And i I just remember saying like, no, I, I don't want to do any more sexual stuff. Stop. I don't want to do it and um i looked behind me and isaiah was standing behind me and and lang is i just hear like this like echo of lang being like like get her down get her down like da, da 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 and you know the next thing after that is me you know hearing my mom being like what the fuck did you do what did you do why why are they like this what did you do And, um, you know, basically like Tracy and, um, Isaiah helped take me to my car and Dr. Lenke was nowhere to be seen. My mom was like, like, where is he? Like, da 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 da. da." Like, why are they so messed up? This is like, you know, you, I should be able to like, still have a full conversation with you and the level of, you know, um, the level of, um, anesthesia I should be under, you know, there was, (laughs) there was no reason I should be like you know just like a limp rag doll yeah. um with absolutely no ability to like speak and you know um my mom had me in the car and you know we were sitting there for a long long time until i could basically speak to her and she was like what happened what happened and i just started crying and i said i think doctor key raped me um and she was like demanding we go to the police and stuff but Because of other experience I had had in the past, I was like, (laughs) I was terrified to go to the police and have to, you know, I thought experience the humiliation of them, like looking at somebody who looks like me or whatever, or has a mental health history like me and just like hand waving me away because in my personal experience, that was pretty much what had happened before so had another victim not gone to the police i'm not sure
1: anything would have happened yeah you know which is unfortunate and i feel like happens more times than not yeah so you were obviously laying down on the bed yeah when you woke up he was basically just like it was just in your face yeah
0: his 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 you know half hard uh member was in my face and um yeah and i just it was just like a quick blur. Like, yeah. they, he didn't let me be up for very long. And but you were in
1: pain in other
0: areas. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it my, my pants were pulled down, like down, like below my butt,
1: you know. So I And mean, that other doctor or nurse, whatever, Isaiah, yeah, yeah. was just standing in there watching, basically. Oh,
0: no. He was like – he was behind me. He had been sodomizing me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He had been taking part in like the whole thing. Okay.
0: Yeah. So. And were
1: any of the women – Nurses in there or
0: no? The female nurse was nowhere to be found. So we think that they just, like, sent her home, which, like, I have words to say to that nurse if she ever sees this because she knows that it was her responsibility to be in that room. So I you know, maybe they couldn't find anything on her, but I think that she was also being given painkillers because that's just how he worked. I mean, like, and and the, the messed up part is he didn't end up losing his license for raping countless people, okay? Not at all. He lost his license because he was having sex with a patient and giving her painkillers, like, in exchange for sex, essentially. So that's a real, that's a doozy, and that's, like, one of the reasons why I was, like, hesitant to go to the police initially you know but once i realized that i wasn't just me being targeted it's like i have a greater responsibility to do something about it you know yeah yeah
1: Yeah. that's wild yeah (laughs) that is nuts okay so your mom wanted to go to the police yeah and did you end up doing that or you did you chose not to? So the first the first thing that I did actually was I contacted my
0: therapist. Um and Which was the
1: Tracy woman.
0: So Tracy had they had, it was so strange. Weirdly enough, he told me, um, you know, like I, I think it would be better for you to see this new therapist, Sonia. She's like better equipped to like I, I don't know why he said it like this, handle people like you. And I was like, Okay. I mean I'll I'll see her, you know, and just it out. I mean, like Tracy weirded me the hell out. So I was I was okay with seeing somebody else. And uh she was even weirder. <laughs> That's even possible. Um, very strange woman. She, like, spoke in a voice like this and, like, tried really hard to seem like she was, like, so soft and calm and, like, I love Reiki, you know, ty- type mm-hmm. of lady, which I don't trust anybody like that, I'll be honest. Like, uh, they they creep me out. So she, she was completely lackadaisical about her attitude, about me telling her that my doctor raped me. Um, she came up with this little, you know, she and Tracy came up with this little trauma hallucination BS. And, um, you know, um, essentially we're like, okay, come on down and we'll, you know, you know, we'll take care of this. So, To me, that implied that we were gonna be doing the right thing, reporting him to the board, reporting him to the police, you know? And I would have like my therapist there backing me up. So I I felt comfortable doing that, you know? I was like, okay, cool. Like, it's not just my word against, you know, somebody in a much, you know, greater social position than I am. He has much higher social credit, I guess you could say. So um, I went in and the first thing that I noticed again, Um, is that there are no patients there, um, which, okay, you know, it was like, I think it was like a Sunday or a Saturday. I don't know. I, I don't even know if it was actually, they might've just like canceled all appointments. I, anyway, there was no one there. Um, Sonia calls me into her office. I go inside and I see that like her chair or her sofa or whatever that she normally sits in is like really, really close to the patient one. And I'm like, I'm just gonna make sure I reiterate to her not to not to fucking touch me, man. <laughs> Don't touch me, um, you know, in case she forgot. And um, so I go in there and, you know, she sits like really close to me, directly across from me. And she's just, you know, very, very intensely like, what happened? And, you know, I start explaining these things to her and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she, like I said, started giving me this excuse about like, oh, yeah, like it's normal for someone who's been raped before to have these trauma hallucinations, like yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, OK, um, well, I I just don't believe that. I, I want to report him. Let's report him now. Um, you know, like they're, they can <laughs> they can figure out what's going on once they investigate. So let's you know get this going on and I was I was like trying to explain like no I've not not had a trauma hallucination before and no it it shouldn't have been happening to anyone um you know she was like you're hysterical right now you're being hysterical and I'm like I you and she, the way that she said it she sounded absolutely nuts she was like you're hysterical right now you are being hysterical and I was like I've I, I'm very certain I am not being hysterical right now, ma'am. Like, I'm very chill. And um, immediately, like, after I was, like, you know, denying very calmly that I was not hysterical because I had, like, a mission in my mind – um, Dr. Lanky bursts in the door and he has a syringe in his hand. And I'm like, what the fuck? What is he doing here? What is he doing here? I'm like, and I start screaming at the top of my lungs like, no, get away from me. And Sonia, she's right across from me. And normally I I might've been able to like, you know, get scramble my way out of there, but like, she just pounced on me and pushed me down and Lanky injected me with whatever the hell was in that syringe. And I wake up in the fetal position in Sonia's lap. And she's like, caressing me down from my hair down, like, you know, my legs down my ass. And I'm just like, you know, like, like, completely drugged, like, what the hell happened? She's like, we had to we had to drug you because you know you were you were completely hysterical you were like a wild animal and we you know and now you're safe now you're safe Shh, you're safe. and i was like oh i like, get off of me and i like got up and i was stumbling around. she's like you you need to come back here you can't drive right now and i was like stay away from me i was like did stay you drive up.
1: yourself there
0: I drove myself okay. there.
1: Just, I, I didn't think that I was going to be under right. any yeah. influence at all. So, Do you think he did something to you? Oh, absolutely.
0: Time? Both of them did. I was completely blacked out that time. He made sure he learned from his little oopsie that last time. I was the only person who woke up um, during anything. And it's because he forgot, I guess, that I take like extra anesthesia to go down for whatever reason. How
1: long do you know how long you were blacked out for this time? Uh, about, like, two hours.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, this conversation I had with her, I mean, it was, like, within, like, a matter of, like, three minutes or something. It was a very short amount of time before, like, and I was so confused when she was like, you're hysterical! Because I was like, what is happening right now? I was like, let's just go to the police. They're right down the street. Yeah. Like, literally, the police are, like, right around the street from where he did it. So, like, I mean, he, he just feels like he can get away with absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I cannot believe that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I I can't believe that he thought that he could, like, do it again, too. Like, when I went in. That's what I'm saying. Like, the fact (sighs) that he – and it escalated – it, like, escalated to such a higher degree. Yeah. And obviously, he was, like, ready. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I – he could have killed me. Like, I – ever since that happened and I had that, you know, like – uh, that series of druggings. I've had, you know, like issues with like my brain fog and things like that. Like keeping, I have like moments where I feel completely lucid. Like right now I'm feeling like, okay, but there are times where like, I, you know, I, I can't remember (laughs) the beginning of my sentences and I can't remember what I'm doing like all the time. Like I, I used to be like pretty, pretty sharp, pretty on top of my stuff in terms of, you know, um, remembering what I had to do that day or what date mm-hmm. it was, you know. Um, and then I have narcolepsy now, too, on top of everything else. So, like, yeah, whatever he did really, really messed, you know, messed me up neurologically and migraines. So I had just had 45 injections, um, you know, for of Botox for my migraines. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So after you tried to get up, did you were you able to leave, or they didn't let you leave yet?
0: I mean, she was like trying to like hold me back from mm-hmm. leaving, and I was just like like elbowing the hell out of her, and I was like get the hell away from me! I don't think she wanted to play with me because I was like like a, I was like snarling like then I was like a wild animal yeah.
1: like like well, get what's away si- from What's me. sick too is like you were when you were acting calm and fine. They inject you, and now when you're yeah. actually, like, flipping out, they're like, okay, well, we're done doing what we needed to do. Exactly. So. They're like, if we're done with you. Get out, you know. You're just a little thing
0: to us, you know. I it, It's... Uh, and the stories from the other girls are like just as harrowing like one of the girls like and I'm not sure anything would have happened you know had the other victim not recorded it like he had raped her multiple times and I don't know if it happened to me multiple times that's the problem is that like those are the times that you like know of. right yeah. Um, so like, cause like the two radio frequency ablations I had before that, he was like, you know, oh, well, if you don't want to be in any pain at all, like, you know, I'll just give you a tiny bit more and you'll just have like a quick nap
1: and you know. Then so he was putting you under the other times as well. Two times before okay. that he did. And you just yeah. didn't wake up during that yeah, time. Yeah, correct. Okay. Correct. And, but like, to my knowledge, there were
0: like other people there, there were other patients there. Right. But he had a way of the, the. To my, this is what the police apparently said. I, you know, um, they said that he would have a way of like convincing um, the staff members who were not in on it to just like go on their lunch or you know uh, go home early or make some excuse. I need you to go get X, Y, and Z for me. Like it has to be done now. Like, mm-hmm. and he just like listening to the way that he spoke to his employees. Like I, I just knew that he you know like that's very possible for him like he when he was giving me my ablation one time he was looking at that female nurse the one that like was leaving he was like yeah and he's like he's like okay did i get the spot in your back i was like yep i was like i it's in the right spot and he's like see it's almost like i know what i'm doing and he said that like 5 times during that procedure and i was like this is really obnoxious, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> she gets it. Like, whatever she said, she gets it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but he just has this, like, really, I don't know. Like, he just really looks down on people who aren't men, mm-hmm. I think. He just doesn't think very much of them, which is terrifying because he has a daughter. A, like, little, he has little, little kids. And the whole time, he had a $5 million bail, by the way, because they didn't think he was going to stick around. Like, the... the. Um, Oh my gosh, my brain's farting right now. Um Anyway, they they it, it was like a huge sting operation basically them getting him and keeping track of his doings and yeah. and so on. But yeah, anyway, he was basically just like going to Hawaii with his kids, like I don't even know if you're allowed to do that when you're on bail or mm-hmm. not, like I, you know, maybe you can, but he was just living his best life and he made an Instagram or a, sorry, a, t- a Twitter account like on my birthday. Um, just so that he could, and, um, his like little bio says like, don't believe everything you read about me. And he's like, oh, like it makes me want to strangle him. He was like posting things about like trans rights and things like that. And, you know, like black lives matter and, you know, like, um, um, me too. That's right. Me too. Especially that one really made me upset because it's like he doesn't care about anyone. He doesn't care about anything. Like he just lives for himself. Like mm-hmm. he he is not the kind of man who is capable of having actual empathy. Like it's just all empty. Yeah. You know, um, he only can feel sorry for himself. Like you mm-hmm. only feel sadness for himself. You know, like he was like trying to intimidate the witnesses um, when when we first went into trial. Um, he's not supposed to even be on the same damn floor as us until we're in that courtroom. And, um, he came up like, you know, we're supposed to come in early, blah, blah, blah. We were all sitting together. He comes up with his sleazy lawyer and comes within like feet of us. And I'm like, get this man's away from me or I'm, I'm going to bitch slap the dick out of him. He's going to be gone. Get him out of here. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) get him out of here or I'll get him out of here basically. And they were like, okay. They took that very seriously because like, you know. I don't want to, I didn't want to mess up the case, but like all of the girls started like sobbing and crying and like having panic attacks and shit. And he was just like. He was loving it. He was loving it. And I was just like, oh. So I stared at him in the eyes the entire time that I was testifying against him. Because that's what he was doing to us. And he was like making the other witnesses like nervous wrecks, you know. And he was just like, so I was like, I'm just not going to, you know, I'm not going to break eye contact with him. Like, I just want him to know that, like, I will come for him and, you know. (laughs) we're not going to let this go. And he tried, he dragged it on for three whole years by switching attorneys over and over and over again. And I have no idea how he did this. His family has lots and lots of money. Um, but he was able to get the judge to not, normally a judge is going to be like, no, stop, you've changed attorneys three times, like the trial's happening, that's, you know, you're wasting our time, Mm -hmm. you know, basically, like they, they don't have a lot of tolerance for, you know, if it's very obvious that they're just trying to stall the trial, which he was, um, so yeah, anyway, but. He got it to go on for three whole years until we got another judge who was like, yeah, um, you can't do that. Right. Setting a date now.
1: So when you (laughs) left there that other time and went home, did you tell your mom what happened? Um, Yes. I I actually called
0: her when I was on the way home. Um, I had her on speakerphone and she was like, what's wrong with you? She was like, why are you talking like that? Because I was like slurring my words and like, but I was like so freaked out like I and I shouldn't have driven don't 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 get drugged and drive kids um but like I I was so freaked out well, about yeah, being anywhere yeah like I just panicked I was like shaking like and I was like you know like I dropped my keys like five times like just trying to get into my own car like thinking like oh my god oh my god like they're behind me and I was
1: like looking behind me. they didn't they didn't even come out so I like, I I don't know so was it after that time that you decided that you were going to go forward.
0: Yes. Okay. So, I was like preparing what I was going to say and what I was going to do. I wasn't I just I don't think I was like ready to handle a rape kit situation. I think I was like that was like just on another level like it, it was like they call they call that whole process the second rape for a reason, you know? Like yeah. it's it's a lot. So, um I wanted to like make sure that I That I, you know, I I even saw him one last time after that just to see like, you know, how he would act. And he pretended like nothing had ever happened. Like he just like refilled my medication. Was like, okay, you know, that's that's it. Um, You know, so I thought that was really interesting because he just assumed that I was, I guess, a fucking idiot, and I just it just was wiped from my mind forever. And you know, everything was fine. Maybe he
1: thought that you were. So vulnerable and naive and scared that you wouldn't say anything. Right,
0: right. Or that
1: nobody would believe you.
0: The the really fucked part is that, like, I was on like a very, very low dose of like painkillers. Um, at that time, you know, my, my illness wasn't like quite as progressed as it is now. And, um, when I started seeing him, he like insisted that I be on like these like monumental, like doses. And he would like have these like long, like 30 minute long explanations as to why I should be doing it and yada, yada. And he just had a way about him that made it feel like, you know, he was really looking out for your best interests. And that like, you know, like, he just wanted you to be comfortable. Like he was like, everybody deserves to like live without pain. I'm a chronic pain patient. You know, that was like his whole like end was that like he was a chronic pain patient. So he understood. And so he basically like knew that I would have to come in for at least one more med refill either way you know before i found another doctor it's it's hard to find a pain management doctor who can like handle patients who are like as serious as i am because like dealing with a patient who's on opiates it's like it's a lot you got to deal with you know a lot of scrutiny and like you you know your license can be at risk if you don't do things like a very specific way so like a lot of pain management doctors are just like i don't bother i just do ablations and you know trigger point injections and you know that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so Um, It was like all of us were like terrified of like ever leaving him because like, you know, it was like he basically had us and his staff that he had been like, I I don't know if blackmail is the right word, but. Uh, coercing into doing his bidding, like, you know, it was, like I said, his whole, his whole MO was to make sure that people would have like as bad of withdrawals as possible and have to like come back to him if, if we just like stopped. Cause even like tapering down from, he put me on this medication called Nucinta, and I've never been on a medication that's like, gives you like such like violent withdrawals as, as that medication does. And it's not even like a real opiate, it's like a synthetic one. And he like insisted that I be on it. And, um, yeah, so, like, if I didn't take it every six hours, I would, like, go into, like, full-blown, like, shiver withdrawals, like, my nose would be dripping, like, it was, like, I didn't, couldn't get, catch a break, like, I couldn't ever, like, skip a dose, you know, which had never been a problem for me before, you know, like, so, yeah, like, it, he wanted to get us, like, as badly, uh, you know, uh, dependent on him as humanly possible, which, you know, a lot of abusive people try and do that, and, you know, make you think that other doctors like instead of like, you know, like an irregular domestic abuser separating you from your friends, like he would constantly try and like, you know, um, disparage the words of like other doctors and other people who might say, like, why is he giving you so much? Like, Mm -hmm. that's like a lot. Like, you know, that's (laughs) I don't even think you need that much, like yada, yada, yada. And, you know, and he would just like have, you know, a very, um, calculated way of explaining everything away um and nowadays i wouldn't have fallen for any of that you know i know what it looks like now you know i know when somebody looks at you in that way that you know they're sizing you up you know um yeah
1: so you didn't want to do the rape kit
0: no i i so I was just trying to basically do the same thing as the uh, patient who recorded him did and like, you know, catch him and, you know, catch him. And I wanted to catch him, Sonia and Tracy. I had, and Isaiah. Isaiah's still out there, by the way, like I said, living his best life. So he didn't actually get sued. He didn't, you know, suffer any legal penalties, like nothing. Um, and so, yeah, um, I didn't really want to... I just wasn't ready, I guess, to do that. now, like I said, nowadays, like I've healed and, you know, moved on to the point where I could do it. But, you know, a a few years prior, or maybe it was like two years prior to all of that, I had been raped by my ex-boyfriend. So, like, they also, like, leveraged that, you know, to, like, use against me, you know, in therapy and stuff. But...
1: um, And the one patient that recorded him, I'm assuming she did it secretly, right? Yes, yes. And then did she... Catch him raping her? Yes. On, okay. Yeah. And she yeah. took it to the police? She did. Okay. Yeah. So that that thankfully... <laughs> Helped your case, obviously.
0: Right, right. Okay. I mean, I had already... By the time that she had turned in the video, I had already uh, gone Were to the you police. the first
1: one that went to the police? I was the second him? person who okay. went to the police
0: because I think a week after I saw him, I called for like some other reason. I, I, I can't remember... And I was like, well, where is he? Like, why hasn't anyone in the office called me back? Like, why aren't you, like, why? It says that you guys are open. It's like a Wednesday. What's going on? And they, they told me that he was arrested. And I, like, my heart, like, I <laughs> I <laughs> I just wasn't processing it. And I was like, for what? Because I guess I wanted them to, like, say it, to, like, make it real <laughs> to me, you know, because of all the gaslighting that I had gone through, you um, and um, they wouldn't even say. In fact, they were very rude to me. And I thought that was really weird, too. Yeah. Weird thing to say. Of course, people are going to be upset. Like, we're on serious opioid medications. Yeah. Like, we have, like, you know, all these, like, procedures we need to do so we can, like, live our life. A lot of people want to go to work and <laughs> be with their kids and stuff. But someone was freaking out and calling them. And anyway, so um, I once I found out he was arrested, I went down immediately. You know, like, I... I think, like, at one point, too, like, I was just in kind of denial that, like, you know, I was like, well, maybe I did have a trauma hallucination. And I remember talking to my friends and I was like, I maybe I did, you know, like, right. Like, I've been through a lot. Like, maybe that is the thing that can happen. Like, I I didn't really, you know, (laughs) there's not really anything like specific to that that I could find, you know, like I I, but like, you know, I was like I was like reaching for straws, like grasping at straws, like trying to figure out a way to like make it Justify so that it. yeah that like you know it 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 couldn't possibly have happened he was like my most beloved doctor he was you know he was the guy who had my back you know the last year and a half as i got my life back together after my ex-boyfriend raped me like i started going back to school i had like a 4.0 gpa but then that also started going downhill too the more he started increasing my dose, you know like I would go in. He was like, "What's your pain level?" I'll be like, um, "You know, like a six or a seven, which is like normal for me, like all the time. I'm in just like agony. That's like nothing new." And um, you know, he would he would just be like, "Oh, time to up your dose. Time to up your dose." And you know, like I don't know, I'd,
1: I, I think just like you said, it like sounds like he made his patients so dependent on him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then like the, when you're on those level of medications, like your ability to cognitively process things is impaired, you yeah. know? So like you're not like necessarily like connecting the dots the way that you normally would be. So that's that was another thing too, is mm-hmm. that like, you know, and 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 it affects your memory a little bit too as well. So and things kind of like, you know, blur together. So it's it was it was hard for me to to compartmentalize the fact that this this man who seemed so invested in making sure that I could go back to school and like live a, you know, normal ish life, you know, and I uh, had absolutely zero compunctions and, you know, uh, uh, and hesitation and just like assaulting me like I was like his like sex doll, you know, worse than a sex doll, really, you know, yeah. don't even have to drug a sex doll. So yeah,
1: I like can't believe that happened. That is insane. It's like I,
0: I couldn't believe it happened. Like that's why I was like in denial about it. Right. And my, my friends were very gently
1: like, "Damn, that's really dumb." <laughs> They're like, <laughs> well, "That's what i to to you too." I feel like in <laughs> situations like that, it's almost easier to make excuses. Yeah. Especially when you had other like him and then the other two women trying to make you feel like. You were hallucinating it; and right. it wasn't real. So, like, right, and and then on top of it, you are on medication, right? And you were like put under, so you right. start to doubt yourself, right? Which isn't fair
0: either, right? And it's so like it's like strange to think of it now, but you know, like I at the time, you know, normally when you go to a, like a practice where there's like multiple doctors, especially doctors who do like different things, um, you know, like they've got you know their own thing going on you know like so to to even like remotely comprehend that they were all working together for the singular goal was like so mind-boggling to me that like everyone every person there was out to get you it's
1: twisted and it's sick it's beyond sick it should be made into a movie i mean like it or a documentary, something of the sort. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I I cause like I personally never want the world to forget what he did. Like he's been trying this whole the whole like three years to like recultivate his image as like Mr. Family Man and this and that and well, you that's know. all he can do. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and who knows, you know, I mean, apparently he was like father of the year or whatever, husband of the year, but like he was paying his <laughs> his cut his uh, you know, patients to have sex with him with painkillers. So like I don't know. I all of all of this is just like insane. Like we've we've we just have no idea how he got away with it for like so long. Right. But apparently he shouldn't have, because people had reported him to the board before. And Do you they, know how many
1: people came forward?
0: We we don't even know. But my, my lawyer said that like a lot of people like stated like he assaulted me too to the police. Um and you know, like I mean, there are like just there Are so many people like it's it's been 10 years at least of him doing this. Like I think it's been like eight or maybe like eight years, something like that since he got his license. He's like kind of around my age. So,
1: yeah. Oh, so he's
0: young. He's very young. Yeah. So he was like a young, like cool doctor who was like he knew all the new studies. I was like he's handsome too. I was
1: picturing like an old man.
0: I mean, he doesn't look good in his mugshot because like I think they slapped him around and he'd been crying. So how old was he?
1: I at think the time, I was like
0: thirty-eight, maybe. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and just, how old did you say you were? Um, at the time, I think I was like thirty-three. Okay. Yeah, thirty-two, thirty-three. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I know it's just like mind-boggling. That is
1: nuts. <laughs> and how old was the Isaiah guy? Was he around the same age? I actually don't know exactly how
0: old he is. I think he's in his early thirties. Um, that's kind of what he looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I, I still don't know that much about what he's up to other than like, he's got himself a girlfriend and he, you know, he's, he, he's going to nursing school now. So that, like I said, that told, that tells me like he wasn't licensed before.
1: So like who the fuck is this guy? Who is he? And was, <laughs> is the doctor you said was married, right? With kids or no? The
0: doctor is married with kids. And the wife stayed yeah. with
1: him. Um,
0: supposedly she's leaving him. I okay. don't know if that like actually happened or not or they were just hiding assets or whatever, right. you know, okay. because like a lot of us were coming at him civilly for it because mm-hmm. like we just wanted to make sure we punished him in every human possible way because he's only getting five years per person and then he gets, there's like this like credit system in Californian prisons. So even, even people who have raped people can get significant time reductions by, with like good behavior and, like, contributing to, like, you know, a positive prison environment, which he's very good. Like, he's going to do great. You know, he's going to be in protective custody the entire time. You know, he's going to just be in his, like, little cell with his, you know, constant commissary coming in because he's rich as hell, you know. None of his money he got during the, you know, like, committing a felony or whatever. Like, they they couldn't take his money away. It wasn't, like, a money laundering thing. So he still has all that. And so I don't know. I don't know what... (laughs) what he's going to be doing when he gets out. But, you know... Do you it, know when he's
1: scheduled to get out?
0: Um, You know, like, they said they said 17 years, but, you know, I think they reduced it to 15. Um, and there's a chance it could keep reducing. There is a chance it could okay. keep reducing. So that is why I'm like, it's so important to me to make sure that, like, <laughs> there's um, always going to be a record for yeah, what a monster he is, you know? And it's like, it's so scary to think that you know, especially for like someone who's neurodivergent like me, like, I I mean, that shit just like it just flies right over my head. You know, I just have like all these different like rationale because like I've learned not to make a some like I I always used to think people were like angry at me or whatever, but they were just like neutral faced because like (laughs) expressions and all I constantly did. So like it's I always have, like, these, like, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be making assumptions, like, so I'll make, like, maybe he's just thinking about, like, something that upset him today, or whatever, his mind is somewhere else, So he's having a bad, day or whatever, like, I would have all these, like, rational, rationalizations, but it's a very specific look that somebody who, you know, wants to take advantage of you and hurt you has when they're, like, sizing mm-hmm. you up, and, like, I couldn't emulate it, but, yeah, it's, it's, I'll never forget.
1: (laughs) And do you think that the police reached out to previous patients to ask if they had remembered anything? Like, do you think that's how more people came forward or do you think more people came forward because they heard that this was kind of getting out there?
0: I think they came forward because it had been on the news, okay. and because there had been articles written about it. Got it. Um, and you know, I mean, it's somebody who knows them probably was like, "Hey, wasn't your this your doctor?" And yeah. Word gets around, right? Um, so um, I'm sorry. What were we talking about?
1: No, you're fine. You answered my question. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just I was just asking um, if you thought that the police reached out to his old patients. To like see if they experienced anything. Right, 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 right. Yeah.
0: So yeah, they didn't do any of that. In fact, the police, um, you know, I don't have very many nice things to say about them because um, I wanted to ID Isaiah from day one. And they were like, well, when you first gave your witness, you know, statement, you didn't mention him. And I'm like, okay. I was really stressed out. And I, I was like, mind fucked that it was my doctor did I didn't even know this guy I don't know that man you know he you know it was I was so preoccupied with the fact that these people that I had trusted you know with my life basically had done this that I just like forgot to mention Isaiah entirely. And I immediately was like, please let me revise. I forgot to mention him. I know I forgot to mention him. Like, and they would not let me go in to do that. And I said, please, I know what he looks like. This and that. They're like, Oh, we don't even think a guy like that works there. And I was like, but he was there. And my mm-hmm. mom was like, I saw him. We were like, we left messages after messages after messages. They just ghosted me. Victim's resources, by the way. <laughs> completely ghosted all of us they never did a damn thing for us and that's like our tax money at work dude that our taxes are supposed to pay in california for us to like get like psychological care Mm -hmm. and stuff like that after like a severely traumatic event and um yeah they don't
1: and then what about the women do they have any consequences or no or did they get off
0: oh they basically so tracy she still has her license And, um, as far as I know, she's still practicing, um, she got civilly, um, spanked though, you know, and her, I don't know how badly that hurts though, because she's under, you know, she has insurance. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she's still walking on sunshine, I'm sure. Uh, cause she's a woman. So they cared a lot less that she was involved in the rape. And it only happened to me. I was the only one she was involved, uh, with extracting information out of specifically, or that mentioned it anyway. Um, and um, so I guess it wasn't. A, this is why I didn't go to the police. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was not important to them that I was raped by another person who was there. It was not because it was me. Like if it was one of the I, I won't. Never mind. Let me not describe okay. them. But let's Your just time. say that they're they're you know America would care a lot more if they got kidnapped than if I was right. Yeah. So, like you know, which they're amazing by the way. I love you girls. You guys are very kidnappable. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: i love those girls they're all they're all amazing and then you so you said that you're still in contact right with a few of the other yeah
0: one of them i don't i hope she's okay i think she probably just wants to put this spot like behind like behind her forever but i think the rest of us like we still have we're still like processing stuff and Mm -hmm. we like we're still fresh yeah Yeah. we talk to one another like all of us have like serious trust issues now like and you know it's I I mean, I, you know, I was agoraphobic for like three years afterwards. And that's I don't say that lightly. I saw my my best friend twice that entire time um, throughout those three years. And it took like, you know, uh, now like I'm I'm better, but it's like been like a it's been a progression, right? Like it's always like an ordeal for me mentally to like think about going out and like doing something and or seeing people or whatever, because things like. Things just cost more for me to do, you know, right. just like emotionally. And like, I know that like for all of us, like we just feel joy less deeply. We like laugh le- less often than we used to. I mean, it just like experiencing something like that is just like so uh, it just breaks you into a thousand pieces and you have to put yourself together into a, a new person. It also like,
1: strips you of every piece of yourself yeah I feel like it like takes away all sense of control yes and everything
0: yeah it's like the one thing that you have that's yours is your body and then you know feeling like that it belongs to it it belonged to somebody else without your consent it's just like I don't know like it it's to me like a, like a step down just like from like outright murder because like the person who I was before for be- honestly for better or worse I like who I am now um but like uh, it's the they're gone. Like just, you know, um, and I had to like, I had to let you like have to mourn that person that you were, that life that you had before and the way that you experienced that life before you go through like a grieving process. Um, and so that's, that was something that, you know, I hadn't done the other times because I just tried to like bury it. Like, I just was yeah. like, you know, like I, I, and it's crazy. Cause like, I'm so grateful that the me too movement happened because like now people are like, you're so brave, you know, like you're doing the right thing for coming forward, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like that's, and that's amazing. That makes me so happy. Um, Cause like back in the day when I had, you know, brought this, I brought it onto social media and I said like, um, you know, my ex boss, I, you know, said in by name, you know, like tried to rape me, like da, da 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 da. And people were commenting, like, you do, if you really, you know, if this really happened, you wouldn't be posting about it on social media. You know, you wouldn't be trying to get attention. I'm like, I want attention on this man who did this bad thing to me. I want attention on him. Right. <laughs> not like, on me. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I didn't, I was just there. <laughs> so, you know, like that was also a problem. And, the, and then the time before that, you know, my ex was, you he was a guy in a band that people liked. So he can't do something that's bad. That's something that's still really like an epidemic in like the punk and metal scenes, you know, Mm -hmm. they're like, Oh, that guy's in a band. Like, Oh, he, you know, he might've raped that girl, but like, I don't know. He plays the bass really well. So I'm still going to listen to their band and go to their shows. It's just like, it's like a a huge meme within it that like, it's so like, it was so rampant. Like I've, there have been so many times that I've been blackout drunk that like I had quote unquote had sex with somebody that I you know didn't remember or whatever you know at a party or like I got like coerced into it you know and I didn't even know that these things were sexual assault like it was like so normalized too so like I I had like a very you know remember my first boyfriend was like a pedophile so like that was like I, I had already had like a very bad precedent for it and like my parents were like they didn't have the the tools and for my dad you know the willingness to try and like he like he was like a very like what were you wearing kind of person like what did you do like you know you're kind of a slut like oh on that note he when i lost my virginity he was like secretly reading like my my aim you know messages Mm -hmm. this was back in the dinosaur you know, back in the dinosaur. days, I Yeah. <laughs> Aim baby and the MSN. Yeah. So he was like a computer genius, basically. And he did what's called zombieing a computer where he had like, he could, he could basically just pull up like, you know, my computer screen on his computer. And I had no idea that he was doing that. My mom didn't know he was doing it either. He was just doing it by himself, sitting in his little office, just like watching me like, you know, this is like the time where you're like developing sexually and stuff. And I was like downloading like porn off Kazaa, <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. and like trading it on like, you know, Napster and stuff, you know, like, it was like, this was what everybody did, you know, Just trading their eight second videos and like, and like my dad was watching me do this which is just like beyond humiliating for so many reasons but the worst part is is he found out when I lost my virginity he wrote he hand typed a letter writing that you know I was a huge slut he he was larping as my my uh, best friend's neighbor I lost my virginity at her house he was LARPing to be her neighbor or whatever for some reason saying that he was you know completely taken aback by my whorish behavior you know having taking advantage of my best friend and having sex at her house or whatever and it was just like unhinged it was like eight paragraphs long just like basically slut shaming me and I found it and it was just folded it was our it was my dad's printer paper and in our office the one that we used for everything so I immediately recognized it. it was folded you know, three ways. And I brought it to my mom and I, I, I gave it to her and I was just like a mess. And I was like, I, I don't know who wrote this, you know? And she's like, you know, who wrote this? And I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) You know, like, and she was like, we need to burn this. We need to burn this. And we need to never speak of this again. And I'm like, okay. And that's what we did. We burned it in my courtyard. And, um, so I like always had like a very, uh, like distrusting relationship with like sharing, like, traumas and things like that like i always like covered things up with like humor or whatever Mm -hmm. you know to try and like keep it all all down there like you know um take the piss out of it a little bit so that it wouldn't sting as badly but it was all like there boiling beneath the surface you know like it would have been good probably to have like a better uh like, basis on, like, what is okay touch and what is, like, normal behavior, which yeah. is why I'm, like, so, like, a- I'm, like, so adamant about that being part of, like, sex ed is, like, you know, what's acceptable, and what's not acceptable. Consent needs to be, like, a big, you know, like, focus and stuff like that. Because I didn't even know I could say, you know, no in some of the situations I was in when I was really young, especially.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then going back to the trial. Sure. Were you nervous at all going into that or did you feel like okay I'm ready to
0: speak my story it was like a combination of both right I mean because I had gotten so amped up by him coming upstairs and so angry I was like I was like shaking with like rage and I was like very worried that I was going to mess up my testimony and I was like and he probably wanted to just throw you all off oh yeah that was 100% what he did and you know um but, you know, I listened to some, like, really, like, <laughs> really, like, aggressive music and got myself in the headspace that, like, I was just going to punch him in the face with my mouth. Mm-hmm. And um, that's pretty much what I did. I as soon as I got up there and I sat down, like, my nervousness, like, kind of drained away. And I just kind of, like, was really focused on what it was that I had to do. Like, it just all went away, I guess. So did they
1: have each of his victims go through and tell their experience um, during the trial? not for there
0: wasn't actually oh so okay so i should back up i guess there wasn't exactly a trial um these were like preliminary hearings um he we were basically trying to get him to take a deal um you know because it it a lot of the victims did not want to go to trial. They okay. did not want to have to explain everything that they went
1: through and give up all of their phone records. And, and they'd have to face him, right? Yeah. See him? Okay.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, like, his lawyer was, like, trying to do discovery on, like, complete bullshit, like, for complete bullshit reasons, you know? Like, just, just because he's a sick fuck mm-hmm. and he just wants to know, you know, X, Y, and Z about right. the victims. Like, he's just so sick and luckily the lawyers they blocked all of that you know they were like that's not going to happen um you know the DA also you know agreed that it shouldn't happen so luckily we avoided all of that but at the same time I feel personally I feel remiss that we didn't because he could have gotten more time he could have yeah. been behind bars for longer um uh, but you know like I don't want to you know, drag anybody through that. And I was very tired too. It was, it had been a long three years. Like a lot of us just like, it was it was a constant like roller coaster of emotions too. And, and you know, him dragging it out as long as possible and them allowing it was all, like constantly being slapped in the face, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think too, that's something that you want to put in your past. I don't think it's something that you ever forget. No. But I think waiting and waiting and waiting for that day and having it pushed back, it like, doesn't allow you to move forward. No. Because you know, okay, this isn't solved yet. Yep. You know what I mean? And yep. so you said he got 17 years? 17 years. And he lost yeah. his license, right? Yes. Was there yes. anything else or that was... That's it. Okay. That's it.
0: Yeah. As far as I know, like he's just... The worst part is that he's a felon and he can't like leave the country, yeah. I guess.
1: But you think um, he's in productive custody? Oh, I mean, he's a
0: sex offender. So, okay. I mean, that's... There's... I... I mean, like, pretty, so is that like,
1: what they do when you're a sex offender? They, wow, well, OK.
0: Yep. Yep. I, I guess it really depends on the state and it depends on how much they hate you. Sometimes they will <laughs> release certain prisoners, you know, into the general population, you know, just to be like, bye. Um, but like, yeah, you know, I'm just
1: <laughs> I I try to keep my opinion out because, you know, but yeah. I don't get that. I don't get it either. I you know like why are you even in jail? If right. you're just gonna get special treatment. Well, like regular. I don't people, care what anybody says. It's special treatment. Right. If you're no, in nobody custody. else gets
0: put in PC. Right. Like why? Why? Why him? Like people with cancer are in like general population. Yeah. Like much of the time. But like a, a serial rapist or a pedophile or whatever. So they're the pedophiles just like,
1: and the child molesters are in productive custody. Uh huh.
0: Oh yeah, that's why you're not hearing about them getting murked like morning, noon, and night because if they were, they would be gone. People do not, like people who are serving be. life, they're they're like, why I got nothing to lose? You know, like, so wow. they're, the, they're the people who go for them. I can't remember which serial killers it was uh, that I, uh, got murdered in jail, but yeah. yeah
1: I guess, you know, in their mind, maybe it's like, oh, we don't want just people murdering each other in jail, but at yeah. the same time, it's like.
0: It happens anyway. Yeah. people murder each other. You in, get what in, you get. Yeah, I, I mean, like, look, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I waffle back and forth between the death penalty, but like, I, if you know, you ask me, does Lanky deserve death? I would say all of them personally do. Yeah, um, they're all scum. They're all absolute freak shows, and um, I mean, t-
1: these people are taking so much away, and yeah. I don't even think they realize it. Yeah, because they're selfish and they don't have. I think you said what empathy like they don't have anything no. it's empty no so it's like they don't even realize what they're doing to people that do have all these things right they're just stripping them of it right and it's like that's something that you can't just get back that doesn't no. you know that doesn't go away no no there are a lot of people who are like
0: you know they're <laughs> I actually stopped being friends with somebody who was defending the the quote-unquote the right to tell rape jokes and I was like bro like <laughs> you know and I, I I was arguing with him why that's insane and disgusting and basically he told me like well that's a personal problem for you it sounds like something you just need to go to like a therapist for and like work through i'm like bro (laughs) it's it's sure there are some things that that's absolutely true about that situation that you should go lots of people should go to therapy but yeah i think that 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 would be great but at the same time (laughs) there's just there's just like my my grandpa had a saying. It's like you know you drop a glass on the floor, you can glue it back together, but it's always gonna have those cracks. Yeah. You know you'll
1: always be able to see those cracks. So, um, one thing too, joking about something that's blatantly wrong in any circumstance. Yeah, if we make a joke out of it, then we're saying that it's okay, right? In some way, right? That it's not as serious of an issue as it and is. And that's why it keeps happening. Yeah, there's people like that out there that don't. Yeah think it's a big deal. Right. Unless, you know, of course, if it happened to them. Right. Things would be different.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, obviously all of us are just lying about it, you know, for Mm -hmm. attention, you know, so we can get uh, Twitter likes or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like that's like something that I hear all the time. It's like when you say like one in three, you know, women has been raped, like they just like, you know, they just think that like, you know, most of those people are are liars, Mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know. Right. And it's
1: sad that you even felt like your word wouldn't be taken, yeah. you know, and the fact that, like you said, it may not have been if other victims didn't come forward.
0: It it wouldn't have because it's like yeah. they
1: can't. If that point, if so, at that point, if so many people are coming forward, they can't really brush it under the rug or ignore it. Correct. But if it's only one person, and if it's against somebody that, like you said, has power and yeah. that um, that money, everything, it's like it's almost easier to just, you know, let it go. Yeah.
0: And I think, like, too, like, you know, it's just you know, my, my history of like trying to report it and just being completely blown off, like that just like stays with you, you know, it's, it stays with you and I'll never trust the police for that reason, you know, like to me, like, you know, the quote unquote good cops that were like showing empathy to me when I was showing my story, like they completely left us all in the dust. Like they just used the, the they used like the, the nice version of the read technique on us, like JCS'd us to get us to, you know, uh, give up our stories and, you know, um, give them the information they wanted. And then after that, for them, it was just all about the the game of solving the case or whatever. Mm -hmm. They didn't care about the other details like Isaiah. And, you know, like they were... I wanted to know like, what are we going to be doing about Tracy? What are we doing about Sonia? What are we doing about Isaiah? They would not even, they wouldn't even humor us and and at least tell me like, we don't have anything. We can't do anything. You know, like we're trying our best. None of that, like nothing. Like, and I just, I'll never understand why they would not let me come back down there yeah. and ID him. Like I'll never understand. And it's just like, Maybe because they think, like I said, because, like, my mental health history and stuff, like, oh, well, they're not going to be a good witness because of, you know, their mental right, health history. Right. Waste time. Right. Too much work. Yeah. And I'll just say this. People who are mentally ill don't deserve to be raped or not believed right. when they, you know, say that they have been. I mean, like, it's just, like, it just really is very frustrating. Um, Absolutely. And I, yeah, like, you just, you're just used to... Yeah, you're just used to it, basically. <laughs>
1: right, which is horrible. Yeah. 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 Agreed. It's crazy. Yeah. Was there any other points that you wanted to hit?
0: Let me think. Oh, let me see here. Da, 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 da.
1: <laughs> I feel like you did such a good job, though, too, of, like, you went, like, step by step. It was a, a yes. really good job. Oh, my God. It was all worth all the and typing I And it was I very... Like, it kept my attention. Like, it was like, like I was very... It was gripping? It. Yes. Oh. No, because it's like you... Because, you know, like, like I know that you said you were worried about, like, rambling. You didn't at all. Like, <sighs> it was just very... You did a great job. Oh, I'm so seriously. glad. Yeah. I'm so glad. It took a couple seconds to, like, yeah, zen no, you, up. You crushed it. Seriously, you did great. <laughs> awesome. But I, I th- want to make sure that there was nothing else that you wanted to throw in there, add in there.
0: Just trying to think... Um... I honestly feel like I actually got it. Yeah. 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 we crushed it. I think you did a great
1: job. And honestly, I think that I was just saying this on another episode that when it comes to these people that are in a position of more power, whether it's money or their social status or whatever it may be, a lot of times it seems like it's easier to keep your mouth shut because of Mm -hmm. people not believing you or because... The judgment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or what yeah. people are going to say. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what makes it even more important because yeah. it happens so often. It happens, I'm sure, the same amount as regular. It happens to regular people yeah. or to, like, regular people doing it to regular people. Right. So it's like, I feel like this is just an example of why you even should come forward more and speak your story because there's probably so many people that stay hush-hush about things that right. have happened because right. it seems safer that way. Right. Right. But you coming on here and sharing your story allows other people to feel heard and not alone. Yeah. And I always say that. And that's so important because I'm sure, you know, even if back when this first happened to you, if there was something that you watched that you were like, wow, like I don't have to feel alone or here's somebody else that experienced something similar.
0: That's why I contacted you guys actually. It was because I
1: was listening to the stories and I was like, oh my God. I'm
0: like, I, (laughs) I love that people who have been through these like... Insane experiences that actually, you know, normally don't get told that yep. normally we suffer in silence, you exactly. know? And it's like, I felt like I could, I could finally like it, it this is like a release of bur- like a huge burden that has been on my heart because like, it's not something that I can Talk to in much detail with a lot of people because it's so heavy. It makes my friends Mm -hmm. very sad Mm -hmm. (laughs) when they hear about this story because it's so it's like so violating. But yeah, like I just I it makes me glad that there's a place that I could do that because it's it's so hard to it's so hard to do, but it's 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 worth it in the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's
1: important for you Mm -hmm. to get it off your chest and and I think also say it in a way that you feel is comfortable like yeah totally on your you know on your terms yes, yeah exactly yeah um but no i i think you did a great job and i'm honored that you wanted to share your story on my podcast so thank you so much thank and you. like i said you you really really killed it you did such a great job you should be so proud of yourself thank you of Aww. course and i think you're gonna it's your is gonna help a lot of people and i think like you said too the other victims that this happened to i'm yeah. sure that they're going to appreciate this a lot. So it's almost yeah. like you become that voice for yeah. them as
0: well. I was just talking to one actually right before I got Aww. here. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, you re- it's like you're a voice for everybody at this yeah. point. So yeah. that's great. And I definitely agree that this shouldn't be something that just because he – Is in jail now that it's not still reminded of, like, this is who he is. This is what he did. Right. Exactly. should happen.
0: He's really good at like reinventing Mm -hmm. who he is. So that was something that I really wanted to nip in the bud because I mean, he's going to find some other field that he can go in and do the exact same thing. So I want to make sure that whoever employs him, the people know the name. Yeah. mm -hmm, And they will. And it makes me very, very relieved to know that this is at least something that we can do because you know like i said even if the police don't believe you or the police don't care it's still good to to like put it out there to make sure a voice for a reason yeah yeah so at least like you know sometimes if you just say it and then sadly something else happens then and they speak up that just like reinforces this whole Uh, event where people like you know realize that this person's capable of doing you know messed up stuff and that you know the other person wasn't lying you know it's happened to multiple people Um, I think too
1: like the more people that come forward in situations like this the more it makes other people feel And have that courage to do the same. Yeah. And I think that's important too because it can be – it's terrifying. Yeah, it is. And I think (laughs) – and it's scary. It's terrifying. Nobody wants – even like you said, you don't want to go through the aftermath of having to relive the experience and tell it in detail over and over and over again. Yeah. So it's like people, like I said, they rather just not deal with it. Yeah. But I think that, once again, you speaking your story – would give a lot of people courage of like, if she can do it, I can do it.
0: Yeah, Which it feels important. it feels really good to do. It does. It's it it feels so good to like just take it out of <laughs> take it out of uh the hole inside of you yeah. and, and, you know, try and like manifest it into something that can, I don't know, have a positive effect. Like that's been like my whole journey this entire time is trying to like, you know, turn shit into gold essentially. And I feel like I've been doing a really good job at it and I've been living my best life, you know, they say the best revenge is living well. I still say it's life in prison, but you know, I mean, I, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll take what I can get. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. I think that, you know, I think it would really bother him knowing how well we're doing.
1: Right. And knowing that you (laughs) stood up and said what you wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah. Great job. Thank thank you you so much. much. Thank you. I appreciate it. You did a great job. Thank Thank you. you.